Hello. Good morning, Angie. Glad you could make it on today. If anybody else is on, jump on and say hello. And of course, you know, I'm starting to have internet problems right now. <laughs> right as it gets started. It's all fine right until we get, get ready to go live on a video. And then it wants to start giving me problems every time. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna push on, and uh, we're just gonna believe everything's gonna be good, and it, and it will be. All right, so we're gonna continue talking about money today. We have been talking about kingdom principles around finances, and and some of these they translate over into other areas, uh, not just finances. And uh, we recapped those last week. The first one being abundance. You know, this is the thing. Uh, um, that a lot of people get misconstrued because they want to say, oh, you know, you're just, you know, prosperity, this prosperity, that, you know, believing that God is some or, or claiming that people who who live in abundance um, treat God like some kind of ATM that they can just push buttons and and get material stuff. Well, that's not necessarily what's going on with abundance. Abundance is a principle of the kingdom that we get to enjoy. That we get to live out of, you know, we get to to live abundantly. We get to live that abundant life, right? And, and that's just that's just part of the kingdom, right? And, and so I will continue to harp on that all my days because uh, you have to understand that um, uh, the kingdom is not anything less than abundant. And we are going to talk some about that today. Uh, we're going to see that in uh, different areas of scripture that we're going to, we're going to get into today. The second one's remembrance. Uh, and this is something I've talked about extensively over the last few weeks. Um, remembrance is something that you have to be doing. You have to remember who it is. God says that you are, you have to remember what he's done, uh, for you, uh, in the past. And you have to remember those things that he's spoken over you, those promises for your future. These are all things you have to be remembering. Right, and we're gonna we're gonna get into that a little bit in scripture also today. Uh, the third one is disciplining, and being disciplined is not about punishment. We have to remember that uh, punishment is something completely separate. When we talk about disciplining, disciplining is strengthening your character and preparing you for growth, preparing you for um, the next level of of glory that you're being brought into. Right. And the fourth one is possession. And this is something that um, we have to remember. Also, we have to remember that uh, when we've been given something, we need to possess it fully. Right. We need to. Um, it, it's like Angie talked about a few weeks ago on, on life up here. You have to stick the landing into that next level of glory. And that is about possessing that next level. You have to take hold of it and own it. Right. And Abram in Genesis 14 he calls God uh, the possessor, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that too. Uh, the fifth one being multiplication. Multiplication, uh, like we saw in Deuteronomy eight, is just a natural uh, thing inside of the kingdom. It just says, you know, when this happens, when everything you have multiplies, you have to remember God. So it is just something that is expected that. Uh, what you have will multiply. 
whatever it is, whatever, whatever resource you have, it should multiply. And then after that, trusted. You're trusted and you have to remember that. That's another one of those things you have to remember and you have to, you have to own the, the fact that God trusts you. Uh, we talked about uh, the, uh, uh, the man who called his trusted servants together and gave each of them uh, according to their, um, according to what they knew he or what he knew they could handle. So to one went 5,000 gold coins, another 2,000 and another 1,000. And he trusted each of them to go out and exercise these principles. Well, we know two did and one didn't. So uh, trusted. And then the next one's work. You have to get out there and do the work. We're not called to just sit around and uh, punch the buttons of the ATM. That's not how that works. Or you got to get out there and partner with what it is God's showing you. Partner with who it is that he says that you are. Partner with the resources that he's given you. Partner with those words that he's spoken over you. So you get out and you do your part of the partnership. That's work. It's not a dirty four-letter word. It's something we get to do. It's something we get to engage in and have a good time at. So, and then after that, you know, you are given increase, right? It is just something that happens when you are exercising these principles and you're stewarding well what he has given you. Increase is another natural part of the kingdom. As you move to that next level of glory, it automatically brings an increase with it, right? And so, I've, I've been thinking about these and uh, looking at these and and wondering, you know, what is, what's the activation for this? What is the activation for these things, for the abundance, uh, for um, multiplication for these things? And, and part of that's remembering. Part of that is in these principles is the activation. But the biggest key to activating these things and activating your finances is generosity. And that's plain and simple. That's it. And, and generosity is not just about um, giving money, but it's about uh, giving of all the resources that you have. And one of those is uh, time. Time is a resource that you possess that you can give. You can volunteer to do things. And yes, you can give money, you can uh, give food, you can provide shelter, clothing. You can be generous with all the resources you have at your disposal. And that is the activation. That's the key to unlocking these things is generosity. right? And, and part of that uh, is, is the heart behind what you're doing. Okay. And I lump in with generosity. Um, tithes and offerings because you're you're giving to god generously with with a heart that is um is not seeking anything okay this is this is just what happens naturally is you receive back in this generosity in this exchange right this this is you giving to god and in you trusting him, he trusts you more. And it's 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 something that I've seen in my own life that I, I cannot explain. When you start to give generously and you give with a heart that says, um, here is my gift. 
what you choose to do with the gift is is your responsibility, not mine. I am I am answering uh, the call of what God is telling me to do, and and giving giving it away, whatever that looks like. Right in, in my tithe, if He's calling me to do ten percent, then I do that. If He's calling me to give more than that, then that's what happens, and it's done with with a a good heart. It's not a um, it's not something I'm being uh, compelled to do in a negative way. I feel compelled to do it because it's something I want to do, right? It's not a, a, a compulsion where I'm being forced. So, and, and we'll we'll see that here in, in scripture in a minute also, is this is not a, a sense of religious duty, right? It's not that. This is something we get to do. So generosity, this is the key to unlocking all of these things, to unlocking your finances, to unlocking new, um, uh, to unlocking increase, right? New levels of glory, more to steward, greater resources so you can have bigger impact, so you can leave a bigger legacy, right? So you can have an opportunity to give more glory to God. Right, so let's uh, let's jump into. I want to start in Malachi three, and this is a, a verse that you, as Christians, we hear a lot when it comes to talking about finances. But I want to back up just a couple of verses. Uh, Malachi three ten is the one you hear all the time about opening up the storehouse of heaven. Uh, but I want to back up a couple of verses, and then I want to continue on uh, past that and and look at a couple of things here. So we'll start in verse 8. So Malachi 3, 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? The answer here is in tithes and offerings. So when God says, will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. What was happening was, is the people weren't giving their tithes and offerings to God. And, and what he's saying is here is that's robbing him. But what I'm telling you is, is it's, it's generosity back to God, right? You are, as, as a royal here, as a king, right? If Jesus is your king of kings, that makes you a king because he's your king, right? You're, you're giving back freely, generously to God and not robbing him. And we get, as Christians, and a lot in uh, some of the circles I've seen, we get weird about the word tithe uh, because we think, you know, that's old covenant. Tithe is old covenant. Now we're under the new covenant, so we don't we don't give tithes anymore. Well, actually, tithe started before the law was given. So in Genesis 14, when Abram gave a tenth as a tithe to Melchizedek, that's where it started. That's where the tithe started, right? So it's it's okay to still use that language. It's okay to still think about the ten percent. And I have I have been one to say, you know, oh, that's that's old covenant. We're under the new covenant. But you know, coming to a greater revelation about the word tithe and what is going on there and in that exchange, what's happening, I'm starting to understand that it's it's still very relevant 
today. It's something that started before the law, so it's not it's not an old covenant thing. Okay, that is still part of of what we do as Christians, as followers of Christ, right? So don't rob God of what he's asking for. Be generous about it. Have have an an excited heart and I promise you uh, you're going to find great things happen with your finances. And you're going to find actually that supernatural things happen because you're, you're going to be surprised at how are we still able to, uh, you know, pay bills, do all these other things, be generous over here, give over here, you know, and, and still have leftover. You will be surprised at what happens. I've seen it many times. So it's in tithes and offerings. Verse nine says, hmm, let's stop for a second. I want to, I want to get into Genesis 14 real quick. Um, before we move on, uh, this is uh, Genesis 14, uh, 17. Uh, and we'll read uh, through the end of the chapter there. It says after Abram returned from defeating this person, <laughs> I'm not going to try to pronounce that name. Uh, and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet Abram at the valley of the Shaveh. And Melchizedek, who was both a priest of the Most High God and the king of Salem, brought out to Abram bread and wine. He spoke over him a special blessing, saying, Blessed is Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, whose power delivered your enemies into your hands. Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all he possessed. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, Just give me the people you rescued. Keep all the spoils for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I raised my hand to Yahweh, God Most High, and I pledged a solemn oath to the possessor of heaven and earth that I would keep nothing for myself that belongs to you, not even a thread of a garment or sandal strap. That way you will never be able to say, I was the one that made Abram rich. I will take nothing except what my young men have eaten and a share of those who went with me. Uh, Anir, Eshkel, and Mamre. Let, let them take their share. So that's where we see that uh, Abram gave Melchizedek a tithe. He gave him a tenth right there. And he goes on and he calls uh, he calls God most high and I pledge a solemn oath to the possessor of heaven and earth. He calls God the possessor. So God is possessing heaven and earth. The cool thing about this, and, and like we've talked about a lot lately, you as a king now have been given the dominion over the possession. Right? So you need to take dominion with uh, what it is that you're doing. And finance is one of those areas you need to take dominion, right? God, the possessor of heaven and earth, he's the one that owns it. He created it. He spoke it out of nothing. And he's given you the dominion. He's partnering with you at, to be a king and exercise dominion over all these things, right? Over heaven and earth. And it's exciting. It is very exciting. And so I wanted to I wanted to pull that out is as we talked about um, 
possession and taking possession of what it is God's giving you. I wanted to see, I wanted you to see right there that, that Abram was calling God possessor. He takes possession of it. He's given you the dominion to uh, exercise authority and power, right? So you have to, likewise, when he gives you something to possess, possess it, possess that, that place that he has given you, right? Don't, don't just live in some, um, false humility, right? Some, some meekness that says, Oh, I'm just little old me, you know, well, now mm -mm. it's not going to do it. I, I don't, I don't understand that, that mindset, uh, behind, uh, this, this humbleness that says, uh, I'm going to hide the favor that God has placed on me. I'm going to not give him glory for this favor, right? Put it on, wear it. Right. Just because you decide to own what it is that God's giving you, it's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. And, and I'm and there will be people that won't like it, but you don't have to worry about their response. Their response, other people's response to you wearing the favor uh, that God is showing you. It's, it's not for you to worry about, right? If you're keeping your eyes fixed on, on Jesus, you won't even hear those things. They won't be a problem. Don't worry about them. Wear the favor that God's given you. Put it on. Own it. Possess it. Okay. That's enough of that. Yes. Calling it out. All right, let's continue on. Verse 9, it says, You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. And see, this is um, this cursed with a curse right here. I just want to make it known that, that God is not cursing them for robbing him of, of the tithes and offerings. It's not what's happening here. What's, what's happening is, is this is a consequence of not being generous, of not... Uh, giving here. The consequence is, is you're not going to get, uh, you're not going to unlock these, these kingdom principles that, um, that bring the abundance, that bring the multiplication. Okay. So this curse is not God cursing you. What's happening is, is a consequence of not aligning with what it is we need to be doing as kings. Right? When you withhold what it is that you carry, whatever gift it is, whatever resource it is, there's a consequence to that. And that's what he's talking about here. And it goes on in verse 10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. It's That's amazing. And yes, we could stop right there and get the point. Right? But there's more to this. And so it's, it's good to keep going because in the very next verse in 11, it says, Then I will rebuke the devourer for you. 
so that it will not destroy the fruits of the ground, nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes, says the Lord of hosts. So this is this is what's taking place on the backside of that. So when you fill his storehouse with the tithes and offerings, right, he will open the windows. He's telling, test him on this. Test him. That he's going to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing onto you. And we can't stop there. And it says, then I will rebuke the devourer for you. So that it will not destroy the fruits of the ground. Fruits of the ground was part of the currency of that day. Right? So when you do this, when you fill his storehouse with your tithes and offerings, He's going to throw open the windows of heaven for you. He's going to pour out blessings onto your life. You're going to see abundance. You're going to see increase. You're going to see multiplication. You're going to see all these things, right? And he's going to rebuke the devourer for you. You're not going to have to worry about, about any, anything or anyone coming in to steal what it is that he's given you. Because he's going to take care of that. It says in verse 12, all the nations will call you blessed. For you shall be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Everyone is going to call you blessed. Right? It says all the nations are going to call you blessed. This is an incredible opportunity now for you to give glory to God. It does sound familiar. Verse 13, your words have been arrogant against me, says the Lord, yet you say, what have we spoken against you? This is, this happens, our words get arrogant and get prideful when we fail to remember what God has done for us. When we fail to uh, look back at our lives and, and, and find the touch points of God where he's brought us through something, and remember that and celebrate it, that's where we get arrogant and not arrogant in a good way. You know, talking about wearing the favor that you have to some that's going to look arrogant. Living life to the full, living in the abundance that God's given you to some that's going to look arrogant, but that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about when you fail to remember what it is God's done for you. That's where that pride and arrogance comes in. And then you're, and then you're asking the question, left asking the question, what have we spoken against you? And you're not even going to remember. You're not even going to know. I want to jump down to verse 16. Um, And it says, uh, then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another and the Lord gave attention and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who esteem his name. There it is right there. There is the kingdom principle of remembrance in action. They, they created a book of remembrance to remember the things that God had done for them. To remember what it was that he had brought them through to remember all of these things 
to remember the promises that he spoke over them that they haven't yet seen. That's incredible, right? Are you making your own book of remembrance? Are you recording the things that happen in your life where you can see God working to bring you through it, to bring all things for good? Right? In, in the problems that you're facing, are you looking for the promise? Are you celebrating these things? Are you recording them and remembering them? Are you, are you recording the words that are spoken over you and looking for the opportunities to partner with those words and see what, see what happens, see the promise that comes out of that? I hope so. If not, start one. You know, start putting these things together. You know, break it out on a, on a regular basis. When you're having a hard time, go back and like, okay, here's all the things God's done for me. I'm, I'm going to turn my heart to celebration right now. Right. Here is, here's the problem. I'm going to turn my heart towards uh, a generosity to get through uh, a financial hardship. That seems, it seems backwards, you know, like, oh, I'm having a problem with money. Um, I'm having a, a mindset that is uh, says I'm lacking something. Being generous doesn't sound like the way to go, right? Giving money away doesn't sound like the way to go, but that is the thing that you have to do. You need to recognize these things and, and rush to generosity. I promise you, it it, it will um, it will unlock a lot of things for you. It's going to unlock abundance. It's going to unlock a new mindset. It, it's going to help in disciplining you in strengthening your character around finances. It's going to help you grow. And, and with that, let's, uh, let's jump over to uh, 2 Corinthians 9. We'll start in verse six. So here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Wow, it's just right there. That's it. Stingy sower, you're gonna you're gonna get a meager harvest. You're gonna get something small back. Generosity that reaps an abundant harvest. In verse seven, let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. That is one of our favorite verses as it pertains to giving at Unedited Life because the heart behind your hilarious generosity is huge. Again, like I said earlier, you give the gift and the one receiving the gift, it is up to them what they do with it. That's not your responsibility. You're not accountable for what somebody does with the gift that you give them. Just be generous and be joyful about it. Be happy. Verse eight, yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with Every form of grace. 
so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. So every moment and in every way. This is something that, um, as I was reading over this again this morning, uh, got me thinking about, you know, if, if one of the resources you have is time, then if you give of your time, you're going to add more time to your life. You're going to reap a harvest of time. I'm not sure how that fully works. But I just know that if I'm reading in every moment and in every way that I am giving generously and I am offering up hilarious generosity with joy, not out of a sense of religious duty, there is a harvest for that. There has to be. I'm sowing from a generous spirit. I'm going to reap an abundant harvest in every moment and in every way. It goes on, it says, he will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. You're going to overflow with abundance. It's just what's going to happen. You can, you can slap, you can let anybody slap any label on it they want, but you know, you know what the truth is. Verse 9 says, just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts in him, because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. This generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant toward you. First, he supplies every need plus more. So you, you know your needs are taken care of, right? Your needs are taken care of and then some. Because if it's not abundance, it's not the kingdom. It says, then he multiplies the seed as you sow it, so that the harvest of your generosity will grow. So again, naturally, as you sow your seed, God's going to multiply that. You will be abundantly enriched in every way as you give generously on every occasion. For when we take your gifts to those in need, it causes many to give thanks to God. This is another part of what it is that you are doing when you give. Right? When you give to um, your, your church, they are taking that and they are doing good with it. And it's causing others to now see generosity in a new way. This is part of, of legacy building. You may not even realize part of, of what you are doing through your generosity. But just know that there is more happening than what you're seeing. And you'll be abundantly enriched in every way and on every occasion. In every way and on every occasion, that goes back again to when you are uh, giving generously with every resource that you possess there is an abundant harvest there in whatever it is. Verse 12 says, the priestly ministry you are providing through your offering not only supplies what is lacking for God's people, it inspires an outpouring of praises and thanksgiving to God himself. 
See, this is, this is again, part of what I'm talking about when you're giving glory to God. What you're doing when you're giving generously, that's causing praises and thanksgiving. But as you do that and you move to a greater level of glory, you are given more resources, which means you are going to have a greater impact. Right? When you control, the more resources you control, the more impact you're going to be able to have. That's just plain and simple. That's just how things work. And through that greater impact, you get to see more praises and more thanksgiving going out to God. For as you are extremely generous, offering meets the approval of those in Jerusalem, it will cause them to give glory to God, all because of your loyal support and allegiance to the gospel of Christ, as well as your generous hearted partnership with them toward those in need. Because of this extraordinary grace, which God has lavished on you, they will affectionately remember you in their prayers. Praise God for his astonishing gift, which is far too great for words. I love the closing of that chapter. Praise God for his astonishing gift, which is far too great for words. You have been given so many gifts. Be generous with them. Spill out those resources that you've been given. Right? Be generous. This is the this is a great time of year to start exercising generosity and activating these kingdom principles in your life. It's a great time of year to do it. Right? God was this time of season is is a time of season for us. To, <clears throat> excuse me, for us to celebrate. God's generosity towards us. He was generous in giving us his son. And we get to celebrate that this time of year. Right? That, that's the, the most generous gift ever given or ever could be given. Turn around and exercise even a, a fraction of that generosity. Because that's all he's asking for you to be generous back towards him is just a small fraction, right? Get out there this week and find ways to be generous. Look at the resources that you have available to you. Find a way to be generous. Yeah. Get out there and be generous this week. You have more resources than you realize to be generous with. Do it with a grateful heart. Do it with joy. Not, not out of some sense of duty, not out of some uh, um, action that you think you, you need to do. Do it with a joyful heart. See what happens. Right? Send us a message at Unedited Life and tell us what it is that God has done for you. Let us celebrate with you because we want to. We want to celebrate with you what God's doing. All right. I'm not sure what that is. 
All right. You guys have a great week. Uh, if you want to know what's going on, uh, get on the website, uneditedlife.org. Let's see here. Uh, uneditedlife.org slash calendar. Check out the events we got coming up. All right. We got a lot of good stuff on the website. Check it out. All right. Have a great week.